Welcome to the Friends and Rivals podcast. It, it's something about the salt with the sweet of the chocolate just absolutely rings my bells, if you know what I'm saying. No? No one knows what I'm saying? Let's talk devils and islanders. Let's talk penguins and rangers. But let's not talk about flyers, because they're a bunch of fucks, which no one can deny, which no one can deny. Don't try it till you've had it. This is episode 64 of the Friends and Rivals podcast. I am one of your hosts, Tom Harkness. Joining me each week are... Steven Wojtowicz. The guy that should go fuck himself. <laughs> Nick Larita. Yes, Billy, you are certainly the one who should go fuck himself. <laughs> if you like that new intro, please leave us a comment wherever you're listening to this podcast. Well, some jackass kept clapping. Yeah, because I, I knew I had to edit it. So I had to clap <laughs> during the edit. So I knew. All right. Let's get in the shitty call of the week. How's everybody? Everybody's all right? Yeah, good. Wonderful. Um, I, I think I, I've queued this up properly so we don't have to fucking sit through a... Oh, wow. Yeah. The the oh, title no, of the doubt. video doesn't give it away at all. No. No, this one's coming to us from the Islander Ranger game on St. Patrick's Day. Um, if you uh, if you commit a penalty that's not called that directly leads to the game-winning goal, well, guess what? It's going to be the shitty call of the week. So you all saw the play earlier on when Lingering got hit in the face by an elbow by a Wallstrom. Uh, try and queue it up. Coming down the board. Uh, right about there, he's getting. You can see his head jarred. But there's a better angle of it here. Yeah, please. Well, first off, able to get back in the right position. Lindgren, so he gets hit with a high stick and loses his stick at the same time, just inside the Islanders' blue line. So he had to come back and defend without a without a stick. There's the uh, left elbow by Wallstrom, right into the face. And then this. That leads directly to the Palmieri goal. That uh... I, well, I, I have issues with your that leads directly to the Palmieri goal. Okay, so. Is he even still on the ice at this point? Well, hold on, hold on. So the play goes back the other way and goes into the zone. Yes. Lindgren, no stick. Right, no stick. Fine, I get it. Okay. So now Lindgren's got to go to the bench or get a new stick from the bench. And now he clears the zone. And chaos down there. Directly leading to the goal by Palmer. And also, if the penalty was called, the play would have been dead as soon as yes. Zeke's touched the puck. That's fine. So there you but, go. It directly, but directly led leads to, to 15 seconds after the fact when the guy's no longer on the ice. The play would have been blown dead. The play together. was continued. Of course, it's directly leading no. to no. Palmieri scoring the goal. 
Because if he's if he's got his whole face in his stick and if the the way the play went, it it, it definitely affected the way the play went. Uh, even though it was 15 seconds later or whatever it was, the the, the whole chain of events was started with the non call, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree but then you, you could though. say something that happened, you know, 45 minutes earlier in the game affected the chain of events too. So where do you draw the line? The whistle. Probably somewhere in between. Well, the whistle. If a yeah. whistle had blown in between, that's why I draw the line. I don't know. So in the on the Isles broadcast, they didn't even actually show the replay of the the elbow. And to be fair, they're fucking homers. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, <laughs> but you know, they, they don't. They just don't know how to work the equipment. It's not. It's got nothing else to do with that. New phone, new this. I went on. I did go online to try and find the a replay. Nobody seemed to. To care that much no. about the no no because lou yeah. had it all scrapped from youtube <laughs> well nick is right i went back to try and find the clip on twitter i couldn't, I find, couldn't it. find it anywhere no because it, it seemed like well i think the penalty it could have been called because it was one of those moves you know plays that happened in the you know, against the boards where it seemed like he you know the way that he threw his up up was part of like trying to balance himself i don't think he threw it up it was such a weird like spot to get hit in the face and, you know, he gets hit in the face and it obviously getting the nose, it sucks balls. And, you know, he, he was like completely out of position and pissed about it. And it, it, it's understandable. But it, honestly, it's one of those calls that it was happened really fast. And the, it didn't seem like a super obvious thing. Only be, It only seemed obvious because of the way that Lindgren jumped back. And, you know, are you calling a, a penalty? His head like buckled casual? back? Yeah, that, that was that was wrong. Yeah, but that could have been from like enough, like from just getting it, it, he fled left his face going into that the leading into it, right? But so, it, I mean, it, it's still it was still an elbowing. Oh, I, it was I, still elbowing. I understand, and it's but, still a penalty. Even if you it, accidentally hit a guy with your stick, it's still high sticking. Not a follow through. A follow through is not high stick. No, but if you have your stick out and someone accidentally skates into your stick, it's high sticking. Yes, but on a follow through, it's not. There's situations where a stick, if you think it's not always the highest sticking, I'm saying. If you comparatively, like, I mean, elbow is a little weird because, right, like, but the positioning is, is so strange in this whole thing. He's got, he lingers really leaning into the play. I, I, mean, I listen, I agree. It, it, I think it could have gone either way, is my point. I don't think it was like a, a big non call. Lots of worse shit happens during the game. It's just that he hits him in the face with his elbow and his nose bleeds, right? And, and it's inside happens, of three minutes at the end. And of the it happens game. at the worst, you know, a bad time. But, you know, to Steve's point, like they cleared the zone and the sh- sure that it could have been that the they didn't get off in time. But that's not like, like, Lickren can skate. He didn't I know, but in, it's, but, but no, it's two, it's over three minutes. It's just about three minutes left in the game. The Rangers would have went on the power play and potentially the won the game. If they call the penalty, I think it's a 50 50 play. It's not like they cross checked him like or boarded the guy. We're going to get into yeah. a little bit later on how inconsistent the refs were, at least in the games that I watched. Well, they were all the Ranger games, but the inconsistencies in the calls between officials I mean, is it worse in the NFL or is it worse in the NHL? Oh, no, it's worse in the NHL. You think it's, it's worse? Yeah. In the, I, oh, yeah. I, I'm tending to agree with you. Oh, yeah. Between between um, Shesterkin's pads getting pushed last night in the Devil game, which yeah. I mean, it, it okay, they lost seven four. Who gives a shit? But that the, the um, changed the whole momentum of the game, though. 
but the the play in Carolina behind the net where the referees blew the blew the play dead and the goaltender never had the puck covered behind his own net, mind you. I mean, there's a lot of really really bad inconsistencies that the that the officials are doing this year. Like it's very well documented. It's a reason why we have shitty call the week because they fucking it's the suck. reason. It's a reason why it leads the show every week. Every not well, it's my segment, so of course it leads the show every week. Certainly not the superior production done behind the segments since you've just now learned how to set the video up. And well, we don't have talking? to listen to commercials anymore. What are you talk? This was this was perfect production tonight. I don't know what your problem. That's is. what I'm saying. You've just learned now. Better. Oh my goodness! What it's, 64 it's a... episodes in, you've just learned <laughs> to set up the video. Well, look, we were told last week to do some show prep. Wow. You know what, fucking Brian, I got your show prep right fucking here. Seven pages of show oh, no, prep, you fucker. Holy shit! Wow. It's a book. It's not just Bill. I'm pissed at this week, Boner. It's you too. All right. By the way, for those of you, I didn't think we knew who we were. Do we let the? Yeah, we gotta let them in now, right? We gotta take them behind the curtain. Ah, uh, yeah. One, one of the, one of the, uh, the, the short guy who reviewed us before reviewed us again with his son's account. He got me <laughs> good, little fucker, too. <laughs> nice job. All right, I want candy. I want candy. I want candy. See, now that would have been the agenda item had Bill let me fucking send the agenda. Oh, it's the same thing. I, nobody every fucking week. stopped you. Oh, it's the same thing every week. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> All right. Now we're doing candy bars. So, I, I mean, I don't think I have any that are on the fence that may or may not be a candy bar. What constitutes a candy bar? Give me the general feeling in the room. The room and the podcast well, bar that looks like a shit. It has chocolate somewhere in it or are nuts. We, so okay, are we good if we have multiple ones in the in the in the packaging? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. 100%. That, I, 100%. then we're we're good. I'm good. Okay. Then I'm good. All right. All right. We want to do like like we did last week. I'll start number five. We'll yes. Number one. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah that was right. fun. Steve, good. go first. Uh, my honorable mention. Why no, we're not doing yeah. honorable mentions? What? Oh, what? Okay. What the hell are you doing? Okay. okay. Number five, the hundred grand bar. Ah, uh, that was. I wonder if someone would have that on there. The list. That was on my list for sure. It's like the grandpa of, of grandpa sneaky, bars. Sneaky, but delicious. Consistently good. Tastes the same now as it did. 30 years ago. Yeah, but don't put that in the fridge or the freezer because you will break a tooth. Oh, no, yeah, no. That's you not will a fridge or freezer. A no. Listen, my honorable mention is... No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> uh, number five for me is a whatchamacallit. Mm. Oh. Number two, number two honorable mention on my list. <laughs> Highly underrated candy bar, the whatchamacallit. My brother said something to me at one time, my brother Chris. He said, the king size are better than the regular size. And God damn it, he's 100% correct. For whatever reason, maybe just because there's more. Just more more filler. Larger. The king size, banging. That's a big fucking candy bar, though. That's a big fucking candy bar. With all these candy bars, it's always about the ratio. 
And that's why the the Christmas the, the Halloween versions never taste as good as the original. They never made the whatchamacallit in the small no. one size. Because maybe the maybe well, the did. ratio just wasn't they couldn't get the ratio down. You can't really find that much anymore. You have to go to certain places that actually sell regular sized candy bars. Because if you go to like CVS or Rite Aid or gas stations, they all have just like the, the massive the staples. Yeah. Big ass ones. All, all right. right. Go ahead. So number five, uh, no honorable mention this week. If I, did, it would, if I did, if I did, it would be a, a frozen um, uh, Three Musketeers. That'd be my honorable mention if I had one. Frozen. How does that work? It would be my honorable mention. Wouldn't be. <laughs> I thought about it, but then I just you know. If he was allowed to do an honorable mention, my honorable mention would have been a Mr. Good Bar, actually. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, the little ones, the little ones, or the big one. Yep. <laughs> all right well, number five is a, it was flashed by steven it's a crunch bar mm, nestle crunch bar is quite delicious it's a good one man i've eaten far too many crunch bars and every once in a while i get the taste I'm like hey probably i should get one of those it'd be probably pretty good yeah and, that's it you, know. you gotta have the taste for it that's one that's you gotta be in the mood thing. for uh, yeah that's the only so, time I got a question about Nestle Crunch, actually. Like, which motto do we prefer? Chocolate is scrunchious when it crunches? Or the thing where it's where they spell out Nestle's N-E-S-T-L-E-S? What's the better What's the better commercial? This guy spent so much time in front of a TV as a kid. It's Good disgusting. <laughs> How did you spend so much time in front of a TV and not have cable? Uh, there, I had, like, Channel 5 and Channel and channel two and channel like channel 11 it was a just TV. watching transformers and listening to nestle crunch commercials uh and voltron voltron oh voltron, voltron. yeah sure. doubt oh top five cartoons i feel that one coming up oh, Jesus. <laughs> well it's not no it's not food it's not food bill well, let's get Damn to it. the foods first oh. all right uh, my number five candy bar is twix mm. and i'm gonna specify um Cookies and cream Twix. Wow. All right. Well, it's pretty damn you, good. You like the left one or the right one better? Oh, always the left. Always the left? It tastes like you're eating somebody else's Twix. <laughs> <laughs> Number four. The Kit Kat. Mm. Break me off a piece of Kit Kat. Huh? Solid, I'm solid choice. Bill is all about the marketing. Solid choice. Always good. You can have it anytime. It's 210 calories. It's probably the lowest calorie candy bar you can get. Always good. That's 210 is for each one of them, right? No, it's for the whole pack. All <laughs> four sticks. It's uh, funny if, if that was actually the case. And Steve's like, what? All these years? It's 840 <laughs> calories. No wonder why I love that. <laughs> I thought I was getting the healthy chocolate bar this whole time. <laughs> My number wafers. four might be a little bit obscure. So I'm going with the uh, with the take five bar. Ugh. Oh, you get huh? the, the pretzel in there. You get the peanut butter. You get caramel. If I'm not mistaken, though. You're uh, right. It is on the newer side of candy oh bar my lineage. It, it's something about the salt with the sweet of the chocolate just absolutely rings my bells. 
if you know what I'm saying. No? No one knows what I'm saying? It, if, imagine no they had knows. a strawberry version, man. You'd be, oh, you'd be they had them. a banana and strawberry version? Good Lord. Ooh. They had a strawberry version, period. <laughs> Good <laughs> Lord. But the take five bar for me, I'm all in. All right. My number four, I feel like we're going to have a lot of these in common, is a whatchamacallit. Which oh. I was wondering if anybody else would have that on the list because well done, Nick. One of those ones that I stumbled upon as a kid, and like I remember watching the stupid commercials, like Bill. Um, and I was, <laughs> I was like, that thing is stupid. But then it was like marketed in the '90s, like with like all these weird kids and like watch him call it, like all this fucking weird shit, and like you know, kids wearing flannel and you know, I don't know, dumb shit. It was like, it was like the '90s, candy. so. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know. I was like, watch the commercial. I'm like, that is weird. That's all I remember. So anyway, I never ate it until one day it was like someone recommended it to me at like Hess Camp or some shit. We were like getting snacks at like the Wawa in Princeton. And the guy was like, oh, the guy was like, watch the call. It's really awesome. You should get it. And I was like, all right, I'll try it. And I remember being like blown away. Like, this actually is fucking great. Yeah. That was like my favorite candy bar for a bit as a kid. But I can't I can't claim to know anything about the the large versus king size. I'm going to have to try it. The That's size, a, yeah. interesting thing. I'm going to have to check that out. Investigate. Will yep. do. Uh, my number four always satisfies. It's Snickers. Yeah. And I'm going to say uh, it's, I don't know. Does anybody eat a whole Snickers bar like ever? I. It's always got to <laughs> be like those fun size Halloween things. Like, uh, you know. What? what are you talking about? about? What are, yeah, what are you talking about? Snickers, Snickers is the Pepperidge Farms of the candy bar. Ooh. So overrated. So snoochy. Wow. Uh, Look at these fucking like hipsters You're 100% here, wrong, Steve. You got Bill who eats only the small ones and Steve who's calling them like, you know, Pepperidge Farm. Oh, yeah. Man. Snickers is... Oh, what, what is no. going on in this podcast? So overrated. I'm guessing right. Snickers are not on Steve's list. Not even, not even honorable mention on not my. Not even list. an honorable mention. Wow. No chance. Is it the nuts? I mean, it's get your fucking peanuts out of here, man. If I'm gonna get my peanuts, they're gonna be nice and creamy in a Reese's peanut butter cup. My number three. Wow. That's also, talk about overrated. Oh, also, oh. two hundred and ten calories. <laughs> oh. oh, fuck off, you fucking cum sucking motherfucker! Oh, Nigel Dawes, what are you Whoa. doing? Oh, uh, got the clap in. Got the clap in. Conversation turned quick. <laughs> uh, my my number three is a Kit Kat. Mm. Kit Kats are the. I don't. I don't break them apart. I just eat them as one rectangular brick of goodness. Okay, so do we want to get a little bit of a deeper dive into my psyche? I'm not. I'm not breaking off a Kit Kat. I'm eating the, the whole fucking first, thing. I break off number one. I break off number two, but then I eat three and four together. I got psychopath. Yeah, sure. Of course you do. Why wouldn't you? Why not? That you makes fucking, sense. You dip them in milk and then you drink the milk first too. What do you do? <laughs> Fucking psycho. <laughs> Holy shit, okay. Nick. What's your number uh, three? All right. Number three, Billy just, just shat on my Snickers bar a little bit. I'm a little pissed off about that because that is one of the classics. 
uh, super. Actually, it was actually Steve shitting on it, calling it. I shit on it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Bill. Um, I don't understand what why you could say it's it's one of those things I've eaten a million times. Um, whenever I'm just like hungry and I don't want to eat a fucking meal, I have gone to these Snickers and that that stupid ass commercial. Well, always resonated with me that they, they have like somebody acting like an asshole, like oh, and some celebrity, and then they eat a Snickers bar, and like oh, I feel better. And I'm like, that's actually accurate. I've eaten that exact stupid thing so many times before, like a hockey game or like before going to do something. I have time to fucking eat. I'll get one of those and just eat it, and it's fucking worked. I don't, for, I don't understand what it is. For, for those of you listening at home, even though he never said it. Nick's candy bar at number three is the Snickers. I did say Snickers, didn't I? Oh, I no, you, you never really. God damn it. That was dumb. All right. Well, what do you got, Bill? My number three is uh, got more peanuts. It's peanut M&M's. Uh, oh, I, are they more yeah. of a candy, Bill? I, 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 I don't know, Bill. I think yeah. those are more this I don't think they're candy bars. I think I'm going to take candy. the risk. I can see that point of view, but I was just, I was just going to take that risk and go with it. I don't know if you can constitute a candy three. bar. Uh, All right, we'll, we'll go with it. I'm very disappointed in your fatness. Uh, <laughs> number one and number two on my list are interchangeable. Uh, of course they are. But I will give you number two as the Twix bar. Huh? You let me guess. You, you eat one of them upside down while hanging from. A <laughs> what's tree. your What's your Twix ritual, what, Steve? What, what, do, what do you got? So you with got? the Twix, what do you, do you you just like slap it like it's a. Peanut. The first one, if you bite it in half of the height wise, you can peel the caramel and chocolate right off of the cookie, and I just eat that first. Then I eat the cookie, and then the second one I eat as you normal folk probably would. Like if Steve was a serial killer, he would probably like peel the skin off of people. No, only only the first half and then he'd just eat only the, the first, only, only the a normal face. person. Only the face and then he'd put the yeah. he'd put your face on his and be like, oh. Yeah, he'd put the face on and then go right, go to town on the genitals just, just like a normal person would. <laughs> drain, all, drain all the blood out and then start chowing down. I cannot even defend myself here because it's just fucking ridiculous. <laughs> My number two is the Snickers bar. Yeah. Nothing right, satisfies Tommy. like a Snickers bar. Then why is it number two, stupid? It is number two. Yeah, if nothing satisfies like a Snickers, wouldn't it be number one? No, because it's not my favorite. Fucktard. Why don't you go peel off someone's face? <laughs> so your number one candy bar isn't satisfying? Oh, it's good, and it, it doesn't satisfy like a Snickers bar does. That doesn't make sense. Steve is equating, All right. Steve is equating satisfying get, with best. Yeah, and, and I know. Those, are, those are the same term. That's why he's having a problem figuring yeah. this one out. It, yeah, it, I got it, it makes sense. His number one's a Milky Way, so it's... Okay. Next! Number two for me... I'll say this time is a Kit Kat. Uh, Hard to fucking beat a Kit Kat, man. That has been with probably my number one many times. If I had to go back and forth, um, super good. Can't. It's like always, always. It's so so. Just there's four of them, and they're they're not 220 calories a piece, so that's good. You know, you're on diet. 
Um, yeah, but no, it's uh, the healthy candy. They also make a thousand different flavors of it if you're in Japan, apparently, and you can get like milk chocolate. You know, oh, the mint one. That was the what that yeah, one had uh, recently. No, get away with your stupid mint shit. Don't yeah, get, get away with your mint stuff. <laughs> Yeah, strawberry ones. They got all sorts of shit. It's crazy. I but anyway, the wafers, chocolate, the combinations are super good. And my favorite to steal from the kids every year in their Halloween. Oh, at, at Halloween? Cats. Yeah. yeah. All right, my number two. My number two is the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Um, one of the more versatile uh, candies you could have. You could just eat it right out of the package. You could freeze them. You could chop them up and put them on a, your ice cream sundae. Mm. You could eat a hole through the middle and stick your dick in it. Like, it, oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. you're bringing me back to my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And my number one, as previously teased by Thomas, is the Milky oh. Way. That was a no brainer. The best. Caramel, nougat, and chocolate. Uh, Steve, you, everything you could possibly need. You like to put them in the freezer. I will eat them as a cold uh, Milky Way or as a room temperature Milky Way. Yes. Yeah, you, my my father loved the Milky Way. He loved frozen Milky Ways, but he, that was his favorite too. Was the was the uh, was the old Milky Way. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, honorable mention for me for sure would be a Milky Way. That's. I don't even comprehend how it could be an honorable mention only. But my number one, and this is not debatable, is the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. As Billy said, it is probably the most versatile candy, period, in the history of candies. Okay? So let me, wait, let me pose a question to the group. What, what do you want? I, I'm, I'm not done. Oh, well, it's going to be on, it's on the Peanut Butter Cup, though. Okay. All right. So you finish your little spiel and then I'll ask everybody. Sorry. When people would go to friendlies to get like a Jim Dandy or something like that, or just like the, the ice cream that they made the face out of with the Reese's pieces. No, no. I wanted the Reese's peanut butter cup Sunday. Mm. Nothing better. Nothing better than having that. Uh, I'm sorry. Reese's peanut butter cups. How the long chocolate sauce, peanut the peanut cups? butter sauce, the ice cream, the peanut but butter How long cups has Reese's been... peanut butter cups been in, around? 100 years? Probably somewhere around that? It says right here on the package since go fuck yourself. Why would I know that? Right, 75, 100 <laughs> years. But every time you take one of those cups out of the wrapper, the little bit in the middle sticks right to the bottom wrapper. Now, why wouldn't they have fixed this yet? Why? Why can't they fix that? Tradition. I'm losing chocolate in that little wrapper, you, that, little, wait, that little holder. You're not, you're you don't then that. lick the wrapper? Of course I do, but I want a part of the, 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 the cup itself. Very upsetting. I'm very upset. So my, very question, upset. my question for the group is, Reese's peanut butter cup around Easter comes out in an egg shape. Oh, yeah. Do you like those as well? Absolutely. And the bunny shape, uh, uh, they have that bunny shape. No, they, no, no. I'm thinking of the pumpkin shapes for Halloween. Bunny shape? Right. Oh. Yeah. No, no, no. They egg, egg in the pumpkin. Yeah. You delicious. don't think it's a completely different ratio and it throws off the whole taste of the, the candy? No, I'm good. Okay. Anyone else? Well, do you like the miniature ones? 
Not as much as I like the full size ones. No. Mm. I, my preference is the original over the over the egg or, or any other version. But I, I like the I like those those hard chocolate edges that that are the shape of the paper that it comes in and biting through that. Yeah. I, if if there if I do have a candy that has any sort of ritual like Steve has a ritual for everything he puts in his mouth, it'd be like that. <laughs> Is, I'm glad this. I didn't share the Milky Way ritual, but okay. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry, guys. Nope. Do tell, my friend. Nope. Do tell. Under the grave. No, no, no. Yeah, at this point. Come on. Let us it's know gonna your be Milky next Way week ritual. Too. Come on. There's, there, I, something anal has to be part of the story. I, I can't. Wait, he puts, <laughs> wait he puts it where? <laughs> my goodness. Uh, Bill, what's your number? That, what's no, your no, number Nick, one? Nick, it's, it's, me. It's Nick. It's Nick's turn. Number one is something that is no longer around. Can't get anymore. Um, Hershey's Bar None. I don't know if you guys remember Bar None, but it was like a Twix. It two two of them in there. It was like chocolate, wafer, peanut, caramel, you know, that combination of good shit. But I don't know what it was. It was like a better huh. Twix. That's all I remember. And I, I used to do every, it was hard to find normally. You couldn't just go and find it every time. It was one of those candy bars that was like, sometimes they didn't have it at those places, uh, you know, where you, wherever you were into good candy. I'd have to find it at like a, like a gas station or some shit that still sold that kind of stuff. It was like, what you recall was kind of weird too. It didn't, wasn't always easy to find, but I remember Bar None being like, over time, it just became harder and harder to find to the point where you couldn't find it anymore. And I found uh, Billy apparently it. found on Amazon for you for 18 bucks. There you go. No, 18 they, for one bar no, no, no. 12 count. so 12 before this before the show i did look okay, up 12 count? Remember, okay that somebody came out with a newer version basically it's like some some wow. company that make remakes old candy bars so they made remade them i don't know if it's Willy wonka uh, no it's not Willy wonka it's some company you can look it up if you look at bar none candy bar on google you'll find some some hit for it you could buy a box for like 20 bucks. And I was like, I'm not buying 24 of these fucking things. And if they go like, for no reason, nostalgia. Nah. Anyway, that was my number one. If it, if I had, if, because it's not anymore, if I had to name something else, the closest thing was Twix. I mean, it's not the same, but that was easily my number one for a long time. And I, I, it's one of those, I always go to like, whenever I go to a candy store, I always look for it. I've never, you know, just cause it's a weird thing. Mm. Be like, maybe they'll have it. Even though I know it'd be like from like 20 years ago, <laughs> terrible. It's like looking for a, a, a crystal Pepsi. You're like, yeah, maybe they have crystal Pepsi. Ecto cooler, you know, crystal dumb shit. Ugh. All right, Bill, what's your number one? My number one. Sometimes I feel like a nut, and sometimes I don't. I'm enjoys got nuts, and that's my number no, one. Don't. Wow. Not even an honorable. I, I mean, I, I'd give it an honorable mention, but re- number one, number one, I wow. love coconut. Love coconut. Wow, Un- unbelievable! It's a little bit, a little bit of that coconut fruit in my uh, candy. Mm. Wow. You know what I've learned tonight? Nick likes his candy with the Rice Krispie treats in it, and sure. Bill loves nuts. Giggity. All right, now we we have a little we have a little special guest with us, my son Ryan. Ryan, say hello. Hi. Okay, if you had to have one chocolate bar, Reese's cups. It's not, wow. It's not debatable, right? No Nothing. thought. 
Not debatable. Didn't even have to think about it. Not even debatable. Reese's Cups with Coke. That's the best. With Coke? Ryan, what about the Milky Way? Disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) Snickers beats it. Dude! High five. Hey, Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Tyler is way cooler than you are. Oh, man. Low blow. Low blow. That is a low blow. That is a little, but well, but before before he gets to his little beef, he's got one of you. Like ones that we didn't say tonight, baby Ruth's. We didn't say yeah. baby Ruth. We didn't say the Butterfinger. Butterfingers are freaking the. I, I I thought Billy would have that. I I yeah. honestly thought Billy would have had that too. Reese's cups. Uh, I mean, you can't you can't have them when you get Reese's cups. And the and and the OG, the Hershey bar with or without nah, nuts. Too plain. Gross. Too plain. There's nothing else going on there. Even with the almonds, no. or the the crackle it might as well be a crunch bar, right? Yes, might as well. Yeah, well, there you have it. So Ryan, Ryan does have Ryan was listening to the podcast like he always does. Nice, and uh, give us a review, man. He's he's got a, he's got a beef with with one of you guys. Go go go, go ahead. No, it's not me. Share your beef. First off, almond joy is worst candy ever. What? Oh. Yeah, buddy. Oh. About worst candy ever. Oh. And delicious. Worst candy. I don't know. Well, that wasn't the beef. Uh oh. Shit. <laughs> well, that's that's one of the reasons why he has beef. Fuck, Bill. You can't just curse with the kid on the phone. <laughs> He's not on the phone. Whatever. We don't, we Cusses a lot. <laughs> oh yeah, he does. Wow, that's ironic. Um. First off, the intro to the podcast, the intro song. Intro intro stays. You don't have a say in that. Sorry. Doesn't have that much cuss in it, which is good. Yes. The ending repeats the F word five times and does not make any sense. Mm. I think he just has a random connection that it's in his genes to say the F word a lot. Wow. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, it's hereditary. I'm wearing shorts, but yeah, I think I think it's in there somewhere. We didn't need to know that. No, get jeans and shorts. You said jeans. No, you didn't get the joke. Well, you're nine. You why would you get the joke? Well, if it is a dad joke, he's he's got a few years until he gets out. I have a riddle for you guys. Okay. Next week. No, no, no. Say the riddle. Okay. Anyways. Hurry we'll up. do it this week. You gotta go to bed. What has four letters? Sometimes has nine, never has five. Four letters, sometimes has nine, never has five. What has four letters? Sometimes has nine, never has Never has five. Mm. Yeah, you got them. They're, they're all, look at them. Now no, you know what to do. Bill, go come on. You're a math guy. Let's go. This isn't a math problem. It's a riddle. You say peace out and you go to bed. I'll come back next week for the answers. Okay. Oh, wow. I'll give you a week to think about it. Oh, Thank you. Thanks. You guys are, probably, you guys are still probably not going to get it. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. Good luck, bro. Love you, buddy. Good night. That was fucking awesome. That fucking kid is the fucking Billy. Billy. Goodness, with your potty mouth. You know he's gonna fucking listen to this. And why are you cursing? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You guys are. uh, You guys have to figure out that riddle. It's gonna be a tough one for you. Googling that shit. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> what are you cheating for? Shit, I'm gonna Google it the second we're done here. 
I'm gonna oh ask. I'm gonna ask my kids tomorrow. They'll they'll probably know it. <laughs> They're uh, smarter than me. Uh, so 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 that ends the the can. What are we doing? What do we got? Chip. We gotta do chips, right? We gotta chips. do chips. We gotta do chips. We gotta do chips. Uh, no. I'll do I, chips. I uh, figured chips was next. To be honest with you, yeah, yeah okay. I, that's the most logical right. progression of this segment. Okay. I, I can't wait for Billy to have number one as Sun Chips next week. I can't, I can't wait. Another, oh, another God. He probably I will. I wait for that Sun to be chips. number one. Oh, they're the worst. Dear God. They're, Boiler alert. they're really not. I, I like them. I got to tell you, Bill. I like all them. All different flavors of Sun Chips. I, I hear you. I like them. So we'll do chips next week. Chips. Get Did your top five chips. Did we do ice cream? No, because I don't want one of you fuckers saying mid chocolate chip. Fuckers. Uh, Number one. Perhaps uh, after chips, we'll do ice cream. I like that idea a lot. Because there's a lot of ways we can, different ways we can go with that. Finally, the trade deadline happened. Uh, Did it though? What? Yeah, of course. Did it though? Did anything exciting happen? Not for the Islanders or Devils. Um, Hard Raquel, of course. Lots of good. I mean, I don't. I don't think I was expecting Fleur to move, even though there was chatter of that. I wasn't expecting him to him to go to Minnesota of all fucking places. Yeah, they don't. They don't play the Blackhawks for the rest of the season, so I guess it really doesn't matter. And his connection with Bill Guerin, but still, it was a little shocking to me. And he goes to Minnesota because, like, he he's, he talks about not wanting to leave because he doesn't want to leave his family, and then he goes to Minnesota. He's like. Yeah, it's not too far. Are you fucking kidding? Chicago to Minnesota is plenty far. They sent the private jet down to pick him up to, so he could be at the game that night so he can play. So I, I, I thought there was um, – I think the value was all fucked. The value was like through the roof on certain people and then mm. other people you thought the value was going to be high on, and it really wasn't. Like the package that went to – to the Flyers, fuck the Flyers. From fuck Florida, the Flyers. Fuck Ryan. I mean, it was it was not good. I, I was expecting a lot more, and the, and the package for Brandon Hagel, two first round picks. Yeah, that's ridiculous I mean, overpay. Okay, okay. But the uh, but the Penguins, uh, they got the they got my boy Ricard Raquel was uh, somebody that was linked to the Rangers and the uh, the Penguins after, of course, freaking Ron Hextall going, we don't need anything. We're good to go with the team we have. Was that just posturing or did he see all the other teams in the Eastern Conference make moves and then just say, well, I got to make a move now? You're always posturing. You're always looking to improve your team, but you, you don't want to give away and, and act like you're desperate to to go fill the need or, or the price goes up. So pretty, uh, pretty easy uh I, uh, what is going on? Uh, Tara, did you graduate? What? She finished her class. Congratulations. Congratulations. They're saved number one. They're saved one. That's the certification. That's the first step. First step. Oh, nurse. You got to find that. Oh, nurse. Animaniac, Steve. So we expect a little dress up next week. Oh yeah, we we, we expect a slutty nurse next week. Yeah, tell what's Oh good. We we're expect I, we're expecting slutty nurse costume next week. Absolutely not. Why me? I, no. You know, I heard that uh, Steve loves 
absolutely <sighs> loves Fuck the me, southern accent. And you know what? I just have shit. the best one. I just will keep going on and on and on. And I will tell you. This is my hell. I will this tell is you my personal so. fucking oh, hell. Fucking great. Oh, oh forget the forget to get the candy thing. This has been my favorite segment now. <laughs> I heard that you got the best um ratings when you heard my husband, who was it, Randy? Randy, my husband. Oh, yeah. And you know what? This is Rhonda. Oh no. No, Rhonda their names are Randy. practically the we same. Had That's... The cutest wedding. It was all, it was hockey, all the hockey. And oh, I, I came down in my skates with my stick. And I had a stick as a train, just like 50 sticks. And it was a train going down the aisle. God. It was amazing. It was so uh, great. I, I mean, think I hate Rhonda more than I hate Randy. Rhonda, I need to ask you a very important question. Are you by any chance related to Randy? I mean, not by marriage. I mean, uh, <laughs> technically, we're about, you know, three cousins removed. Yeah, that's it fine. Doesn't, it doesn't nah. count. No, nah, that's, that's fine. You're good. That doesn't count. You're right. Yeah. It doesn't count. It doesn't count. There's no, no. There's no, there's no cross-contamination. Oh, mm -hmm. And as a nurse aide one, I can tell you that there definitely is no cross-contamination there. Oh, it's God. absolutely Could you imagine going to, to the doctor and having this as your fucking nurse? Could you imagine your nurse talking to you like this? Would you trust her at oh. all? Yes. No. Why? My nurse is my nurse Ooh. talks exactly like that. What are you talking about? Chance. She'll go fetch me a sweet tea. I mean, I love it. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I'll just you know oh, clump the two girls up, get you that sweet tea, and you know it'll be great. <laughs> there is nothing oh, like southern hospitality of a absolutely. I'll southern go in. Woman. I'll say, "Here's your sweet tea, sir. Let mm. me turn on some Pittsburgh Penguins. And do you need that bed bath?" Do you need that bed bath now? Because I'll just go get my little washcloth and we'll just we'll so right up. fucking peppy. It's I disgusting. I always need that. <laughs> too chipper. Too chipper. Ron, Rhonda, are you are you a fan of the uh, of the hurricanes like Randy? You guys go you guys go to the games? You know, yes, I, I am. I am a big fan of the hurricanes now. And uh, you know, I was the Islanders when I lived in New Jersey. And uh, since moving down here and getting this beautiful accent, um, I just, you know, I said, I'm just going to go all in and be a Hurricanes fan. When did she's almost, not, did, when she's not at church, you can find her at a Hurricanes game, I'm sure. You're goddamn right. <laughs> <Ooh>. Salty. <laughs> Salty. Salty language. Wait, is, is Bill, Bill, are you wearing a Rangers sweatshirt? Of course. It's cozy. <laughs> represent well it was so nice talking to you all now i'll get my jersey Rhonda, it, oh, was, it was so nice meeting oh, you we can't wait to have Rhonda. don't again. feel like you ever have to come back on the show again oh oh, oh, oh we appreciate you visiting anytime once you anytime you want look at this man he just wants to kiss me because he loves it so much you guys got to get the earbuds so you can have each one in the ear and both come on the show next you time. know actually we've oh, never maybe. really heard randy and Rhonda at the same time i think they're the same person but they're not obviously absolutely right not i have a much better accent than he does mm -mm. she mm -mm -mm. is right 
it, it does sound much sexier than Randy's. I got to tell you. Hey, Rhonda, don't you have to go churn some butter somewhere? Well, no, I got to go read my romance novel. Oh, you know, it's, it's that time. Is it, is it the Muddy. guy with the, with the nipple on the cover? Muddy time. No, they're just kissing. Oh, some, okay. it's Fabio it's and PG, some woman making out, PG I'm sure. <laughs> All right, okay, love you guys. Rhonda. Thanks. Bye. Bye, Rhonda. Oh, so much for impressions with Nick. Yeah, I was going to say, I can't <laughs> top that one. Nope. So, Stephen, just ignore your text from earlier. Nope. <laughs> I got to tell you, my new favorite character ever is Rhonda. Oh, Rhonda's taking number one slot. Favorite one. She, favorite impressions is, is Rhonda. That is genius. Nope. Absolutely genius. Well done, Rhonda. Shit, where were we? Bill, were you talking about? You were talking about. Ah, it was just about Fuck them. They're losing anyway tonight. Uh, yeah. They're losing uh, a Buffalo? Fuck. Raquel Welsh, whatever his name is. And don't do. He's going to play on the second line. Well, who knows what line he's on? He started out actually on the third line with uh, Carter and uh, and uh, what's that guy that can't score? Kapanen. And uh, and they kept Heinen and uh, and actually Russ on the second line. So we'll see where he actually uh, fits in. Well, the the Rangers definitely dipped their toe into the uh, into the trade pool this week. It's not only the trade pool they dipped into; they also dipped into the college free agent pool as well. Uh, signing University of Nebraska Omaha defenseman Brandon Scalen, six foot four, two thirteen. It's a big boy, man. Holy mm. shit! Uh, but before they did that, they um, they traded um, the fourth round pick in twenty twenty two to Florida for Frank Vetrano. Frank the Tank. He was a uh, is a cap casualty for Florida. I'm sure it's, it's, it's a player that did, did not want to lose, but they needed the cap space in order to get Giroux and everybody else under the God's green earth that they traded for. <clears throat> they also traded for Justin Braun, formerly of the Philadelphia Flyers. Fuck the Flyers. Fuck the Flyers. For a third-round pick Flyers. in 23. Uh, depth, third-pair guy, and even your seventh defenseman, although he slotted right in for Schneider um, against, the, against the Devils last night. Tyler Mott from Vancouver for a fourth and 23. Be a third and fourth line guy, speed, uh, can hit and play the penalty kill. And um, Nick Merkley, formerly of the New Jersey Devils. Nick Merkley, how many games did he actually play for the Devils? Oh, not not more wasn't than many. a handful. No. no, he's been obviously been on a handful of, of, of teams. Uh, he'll be reporting directly to Hartford. We traded Anthony Potato for him. Uh, we needed to get rid of a defenseman so we can slot this uh, college kid in in Hartford for the remainder of the year. And the uh, the bigger the biggest name that the Rangers got on trade deadline day was Andrew Kopp from the Winnipeg Jets for the most ridiculous conditional picks I've I've heard, and they're easy conditionals to turn into a first, right? The the Rangers have to make the Eastern Conference Finals, and Cop has to play fifty percent of those games. Uh, it's after after seeing what happened last night, don't think that's going to happen. So it looks like we're going to keep our first round pick. Um, and the um, and Winnipeg gets to choose either St. Louis's second this year or the Rangers' second next year in twenty three. Um, Look, he was a pretty serviceable guy, 13-22 for 35 points and 56 games played. 
He'll be your third or fourth line guy. Could he be a potential replacement for Ryan Strom? Maybe. He's definitely going to be a, a cheaper option for sure. Um, but we will see more on the uh, more on the Rangers in a little bit. But uh, and the Devils made one move. Is that correct? Yes. Got the Hamburglar. They got the Hamburglar for Nate Schnarr. Nate Schnarr, who I didn't think was going to be more than an AHL player for this team. I feel like there's better role players down the line for, for the Devils. So they got Andrew Hammond to kind of solidify the goalie position for the rest of the season. It's going to allow them to send Dawes back down to Utica as they uh, get ready for a big playoff push. They're Utica's number one in the AHL right now. So they expect to go deep into the playoffs. They'd like to have Nico Dawes. They're going to probably recall a couple of players after the season's over for their playoff push as well. Well, they had to be, they had to be on the roster. Yeah. They did a bunch of paper moves where they sent people down and called them right back up. Yeah. This Andrew Hammond is really weird for me, man. He doesn't have bad stats, but he's never been given a, a real chance to, to be the number one anywhere. He's given the chance. To, where would where, where, no, Ottawa? Ottawa. Ottawa, and he had seasons. Uh, his first season, he went twenty wins, one loss, two ties, and his second season, he had seven wins, four losses, and eleven, I guess, overtime losses. That's I mean, a lot that's of overtime losses. Jesus, a lot of overtime losses. But you're talking shootouts. Then two, maybe he just wasn't as good on a shootout. Maybe with a little bit more training, he could have been better because he never really had to do that um growing up oh, and then 34 you said he's 34 he's 34 years old yeah this is some of the most bizarre st- statistics i think i've ever heard for, for like season 20 and one for 21 and two yeah 11 unbelievable How do you um, that 52 starts across his career uh, 52 nhl starts 30 15 and six with a 923 save percentage and a 2.31 goals against average those are really good numbers. Those are solid numbers. For if he was on the Devils the whole season and was just average, they anticipated they would have won eight more games. You didn't so have 16 just more points. Goaltending this year? What? You didn't have just average goaltending no, this year? No, absolutely not. No, no, no. No. You did not. So average goaltending, and they're the first team that doesn't make the playoffs, which is really where everybody expected them to be. That first or second team on the outside looking in. So, again, I feel like we're going to see there's 18 more games left throughout the season. He's going to get 10 to 12 starts, I would guess. And we'll see how he does. Maybe they maybe they trade Bernier away. Maybe they trade Blackwood away and get somebody else to be the starter and he'd be the backup. Was the Hamburglar hurt? He is hurt. He was hurt. He got hurt on March 4th, but he skated today with the goalie coach. Yeah, I know they were going to, he was meeting him in Toronto or something like that. I, heard. I feel like he's going to be back. He's going to be playing in maybe not this weekend. They have a game Saturday and Sunday. Then they're off again. They're off till Thursday. So I feel like Thursday, the 31st, we might see him and we might see Miles Wood. Hmm. Now, the Islanders didn't make a move uh, or trade move. Uh, they did extend a, a couple of guys. 
you, you think Lou listens to the podcast and he heard me talk about Clutterbuck on the on the Rangers last week, or he read maybe he read Larry Brooks's post. I don't know. Um, I, I, I tend to think he, he listened to our podcast before he read Larry Brooks's. Article. I have a feeling uh, Lou doesn't even know where to find podcasts. Yeah, I, if it's You're not in the newspaper, I don't, I don't think he's finding it. Um, yeah, so we uh, didn't nope, they didn't trade anybody. anybody for any type of value. I mean, even a seventh round, like getting a get another pick or something. Well, for Tara, come on. I think I think part of that is that trading some of these guys for like a sixth or seventh is kind of like a slap in the face of the guys that, you know, could potentially come back. Like if they were to trade Clutterbuck, the idea would be that he would likely come back to the team. He's, he's pretty entrenched here. Seven for Clutterbuck. You'd probably get a lot more for him. Well, so, yeah. Look, look at what Hagel got. Look at what Raquel got. Look what all these guys got that are their third, fourth sure, line guys. Sure. So, so, right. So I, there was a lot of teams apparently calling about Varley and, um, and Clutterbuck, but neither guy I think we're generating enough for what he wanted. So likely he was probably asking for a first for both guys. I, is my opinion. Um, Varley is a number one goalie in the league. I don't think that's really too much of a stretch anywhere. No, I think he would have gotten a first for him, but I don't, I don't you know, think he wanted to eat money next year. I no. think that the problem might've been retaining some of his contract for next year because some of these well, teams can't afford it. As per Lou, he, there was a lot of calls on Varley. So it wasn't that it wasn't interest. And I don't think that was the problem. I think the problem is that either that maybe teams are trying to trade picks um, as opposed to maybe as a player. The other, there's a couple things to this, right? So first, they didn't want to get rid of these guys, especially because uh, we, we, we lose some of that value in terms of the team, right? So losing Varley, that's a pretty big goaltender spot. And he needs, he wants to have somebody back. And I think if he was going to trade Varley, it'd be for, <clears throat> maybe a defenseman, not just a pick. And that is also pop because what he said in afterwards was that Lou is that the, the team couldn't get better by getting some of these picks. Um, he, because he wants like effectively to make some hockey trades. So meaning that he wants to get guys in here, he's not looking to get younger and, and he, the, the time is kind of now. And even though this year is basically a wash, the team has been playing well or better. And um, Weller <laughs> been playing better. And um, my favorite new word, Weller. I, I'm using a lot. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I was going to use it a lot. Weller. <laughs> I've talked a lot today, so I'm, my brain's probably like, stop talking. You're dumb, dumb. Um, so anyway, yeah, I, Clutterbuck, I think is a guy that would have came back if, if they traded him. But I, I think he's a guy that they they probably asked for a lot for, and you know, teams were <clears throat> hesitant because he's a rental, probably to give him give too much for him. Um, and then, uh, you know, like I said, uh, I think last week was that um, Green and Chara earlier had said that they wanted to stay on the team um, early in the year. Um, they didn't want to like really go to other teams. And apparently, like a week before the trade deadline, um, Lou had also talked to all the, the guys that the vets effectively that could move to see if they still had that same kind of feeling. Um, and uh there was no change there. So, the, you know, guys like Char and Green didn't really want to go chase a cup. So they wanted to stay where they were. And, yeah. um, and look, yeah, so kudos to them for fucking staying put and but, for the Islanders yeah. for re-signing guys for next year. So, yeah, to that, to that, the same, after the trade deadline, <clears> we, we, we extended Parisi and we, uh, for one year at 750 K for the, the minimum. Nice, um, and value. then, 
Yeah, and then Clutterbuck came in right where I was hoping he would come in, which is about 1.75 for two years, uh, which puts him in line with um, with Mark, Matt Martin's deal. They'll expire at the same time. And they'll probably, you know, either, you know, come in less after that or, you know, retire. Who knows? Those guys are not going to last forever. Um, but the idea is to keep that, that fourth line together for a couple more years. Um, and cheaply now. It's not like we're paying – uh, Clutterbuck 3.5 next year, which is, which was a lot for him. And, and he's, you know, playing fourth line minutes is, even though they play a lot, uh, it was, it was kind of killer. So over time that this, the structure of the team has, has started to, to get better in terms of that, um, the way that the contracts are structured. So, um, looking better, but, uh, yeah, so that was it. And the aisles were pretty much stamp pat and hope for next season. That's kind of the, I thought the Avs would have been one of the teams that, if not called for Varlamov, wanted him back um, because, like, they made some okay moves. You know, Josh Manson and, uh, and Lekkinen from, from Montreal. I mean, that's really, it's really the moves that they made. And are, are you kind of – are you okay as an Avalanche fan or as any Avalanche fan okay with Darcy Kemper? as the number one goaltender going into the playoffs? You okay with that? I, I don't know. I, I would be, I would be a little skeptical of having Darcy Kemper as my number one going into a, a cup run with this team. I know would, would have liked somebody with a little bit more season. Like he's played well during the regular season, but there's lots of goaltenders that play well during the regular season, then crumble in the playoffs. And there's also some that stand in their head, but Kemper has never been the one to stand on his head during the playoffs. I agree. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of Kemper. He's, nope. uh, he's not, he, you know, for that defense, I was, uh, you know, in terms of the, the guys they got and he's not getting those kind of like those numbers. He's not looking, I, I don't think I've watched him and been like, yeah, that guy's going to steal a couple games here or there. He's going to have to get real hot. I mean, you know, he's got pretty decent save percentage, but yeah, but how much, is, how much is he inflated? His playoff I, stats. He has 18 games played, uh, or or 14 games started rather, and he's seven and six with a 2.86 uh, goals against and a 9.13 save percentage. Yeah, I was I gonna say know. how much is that is inflated by the the defense in front of him this year. So well, when, we'll see. Two years ago, it was with the Arizona Coyotes, so no defense whatsoever. Yeah. He was four and five with a 3.74 and a 913 save percentage. Eee! Good Lord. Um, look, I don't, if I'm an avalanche fan, I don't know if I'd be, if I'd be uh, pretty happy with Darcy Kemper being my number one goaltender, by the way. But I, I thought they would, I thought they would have done a little bit more than that. Um, other than that, there wasn't any big flashy names. Uh, the hot dog boy stayed in Arizona. Um, Kane stayed. Brinkett stayed. All those, all those names that you were hearing uh, for clickbait uh, stayed where they were. So, look, teams got better. They improved seemingly their 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 depth of defense and their depth on on the forward. There wasn't anybody but Giroux that really went or Shabbat. And it looks like Florida may may have made out the best out of all the teams if you're looking for star players. But it looks like the majority of the players that went and were traded were those depth guys, those third and fourth line guys. And you know what? We talked about in the summertime. It's exactly what the Rangers needed. They had the star guys, and they needed those depth guys. And they they needed to take 
Gauthier out of the lineup. They need to take McKeg out of the lineup and replace them with with actual NHL players. Um, so we'll see what the, a little bit of uh, of of time in the uh, in the practice facility and time for them to mold and and gel and play well together and hopefully it, it turns into something. But let's um, let's ride the metro. Brought to you by Nestle Quick. Is that better? Did I do it right this week? Hello, boys and girls. Do you hate the taste of regular milk and need energy? Try Nestle Quick. One sip and you can feel the energy in your muscles. Nestle Quick, now available in chocolate and strawberry. They say the real men drink pink. Then I'm a real man for sure. But if you like the brown, I still love you for who you are. Because it's time for acceptance of everyone, all preference. We're all quick on the inside anyway. Nestle Quick, it does the trick. All right, Nick, we're going to start with the Islanders. I mean, look, they're getting hot, and, and they're getting hot at it, the right time or the wrong time. Yeah, well, I, I look, there's, there's, we're too far back. Even if they um, – so I was looking at the numbers, and there are four games in hand uh, or uh, over the, the Capitals who are clearly the only team they could catch. Uh, if they won the next four games or, you know, uh, to match the number of games that they'd have left uh, with, with Washington, they'd be 11 points out. And that's that's too much, I think, to overcome by far with, like, what is it, 17, 16, 17 games left. Yeah, it's not really. Uh, it's just too far away. I mean, you'd have to go almost win 18 games out of, like, your last 21, which is what they have left, to, to really make it, you know, reasonable. And that's with, like, Washington shit in the bet. I mean – I, I don't know. It, it feels in, you know, just, just too late, too much, too late, too late. Well, That's look, your March things. calendar. What you got Detroit, you got Boston, you guys pretty much own, you got, you got some Tampa, you got Columbus. Yeah. And then in April probably. you got. The, yeah. Look how many games <laughs> they have. They got a lot of April. games, man. It's, wow. you know, so many games are catching up on. It's not, every, it's not every, reasonable. Every week it seems like a three and four. Even, even if you make the play, even if you were to somehow make the playoffs, your team would be dead. Like there's just, I don't know what they'd have left in the tank at that point. We played, you know, more than two games, uh, uh, you know, was it um, more than a game every other day in March. So it's just, that's, and then April looks like I've never seen an April schedule like that because normally April is like a few games and then, you know, playoffs start, but this year with COVID and everything pushed back and, Kind of making it condensed with all the bullshit they have with the, the, the new stadium. It's just too much. So um, anyway, uh, they're three and one this week uh, win over the Rangers. We talked about um, Sorokin had a save of the year candidate on that, in that game, which was phenomenal stick save coming, like almost breaking his knee to get back. I don't understand how he like even didn't destroy his knee by making that save. Um and uh, it was a very tight game. We, you know, cut, lost in the by the Rangers in the last few minutes with that um, no call plus, you know, just you know breakdown in that in that line change where uh, Palmieri was able to get a, a deflection. 
But what I really wanted to highlight about that game was really that it was exactly the, the, the game I expected to see between those two, between Shashurkin and Sorokin. Absolute goalie duel. The two of them were fantastic to watch. Um, and I, I, that was what I've been ex- excited to see for the last few years. This is the second time they played against each other, but it's really the, the first time that they had that kind of game um, where they were just dueling the whole time. I mean, they're, they're friends uh, from the KHL and, you know, they're time playing you know, over there and now they're kept crushing it in the NHL. And I think those two are going to be really fun to watch every, every time they play um, in the next few years. And so uh, I was really excited to watch that happen. And it was, it was fun to watch. Um, it went over the stars uh, in at home. Uh, Brock Nelson had a hat trick. He's, surprisingly going to be the first time 30 goal scorer. It looks like at least he's at 27 now on the year. I didn't realize those he already passed his, his career high. So he's, he's uh, just surpassed Barzal for the top uh, in, in points for the team. And he's got the most goals in the team. He'll probably not hit 40 unless he continues his hot streak. But um, being a 30 goal scorer the first time I was surprised with that. I thought I realized, I didn't realize he's only really had like, 20, 25 goals a year. He's never really been a 30 goal guy. Um, Tis which, the season you know, for those guys to, <laughs> to yeah, outscore themselves. It's kind of weird. He's a very streaky guy, but he's never really, he's always been kind of more of the, um, not shut down exactly, but he's been put in that role a few times um, against top, top lines. Um, and uh, he's, he's a good all around player. So seeing him get those goals, it's one of those things where you're like, is he ever going to do that again? Is it, you know, when you see a guy get like, you know, uh, at this point in his career, I think he's like 29, I think 2029. Um, and so I'm like, like, is he going to have another year 30 goals? Like hard to say, but good to see him getting those, those points. Um, lost two one to the flyers. Fuck the flyers. Like team that fuck fucking traded their the captain away. We somehow lost to them uh, at, in, you know, in Philadelphia. I don't know. I was, not a game they should have lost, uh, especially if you figured they would have been a little bit deflated, but Isles did not come out um, the way they should have. And lastly, we had a win, a shutout with, uh, over uh, the Senators at home. Um, game was pretty slow until the last, like, 10 minutes. It was friggin' nutty. Uh, game was very exciting in the last 10 minutes of that game. Um, but uh, Sorokin had a shutout. Is uh, sixth of the year. He's been, I think, his sixth of the year. Could be wrong. I think he's a sixth. Uh, he's uh, he's been playing obviously pretty well. One of the few bright spots on the team. And it's funny if you look at their stats. Him and Varley, um, you know, clear like you you figure with the season we've had that you know the goalie wise you'd you'd see a lot of losses for their starting goaltender. And like it's like the most of the almost all the lot like a majority of the losses are with Marlamov. Not that. I also give him a lot of support in some of those games, but Sorokin's got a positive, uh, you know, win percentage this year. It's just kind of crazy to me. I'm like, I, don't, I know he's been good. And I know it's not all in the goaltending at all, but it's just kind of a statistic that kind of jumps out at you. And you look like, wow, he's really like not that bad this year in terms of wins and losses. It's just strange because of just the way the team's been up and down. Anyway, um, with that said, we talked about the trades already. None for us. Um, I was like, I was happy to see Parise come back. He's been, he's been a surprise to see him kind of look re- a little rejuvenated with uh, Barzal um, this year. 
in the last uh, few of us month or so. He's been playing through the ball together with him. I can't her pretty well. I think, but, you know, parroting a little bit what, you know, the, the, the rest of the, uh, the um, announcers were saying is that they really need to find that third guy on that line. And um, yeah, for those two to mesh with, and it doesn't seem like Walsh is really that guy right now. We'll see what happens next year. Um, but he didn't, he's had a bit of a time with the, the, the two of them and hasn't really been scoring much. He's looked good, but I don't know if that's the right guy. Maybe, maybe, maybe it will be next year. We'll see. Um, but that leaves uh, Bellows and Dobson as the only two RFAs going to next season. And the only UFAs are Chara Green and Sebastian Ajo. And Chara and Green are probably not coming back. They really need to upgrade on the defense. Um, and it's likely they'll probably try to move somebody like Bavillier or maybe a Varley to, to get a, a defenseman you know, to free up some, some, some space. And I say Bavilia cause he's like one of the most tradable assets. I think we have really hard to, hard to move a guy like Bailey um, to get a younger, you know, player or somebody more um, established in the, at the defensive um, end with a decent contract. So uh, that's pretty much what I'm thinking uh, will happen. Um, so we'll see what happens next year with the, with Dobson, his contract and uh, Bellows is going to be, probably a lower one not a big deal um but Look, uh, are in pretty good shape so, for what they have to do in the offseason and and what they're yeah. gonna what they're gonna produce they're, next year so it, they're, the they're in a really good spot and now with some cap flexibility especially with lewis on and clutterbuck and and the uh flexibility that they'll have um with not a lot of rfas to sign and with yeah. breezy signing where he is like they're in good shape to bring back the exact same team next year and if they did that they'd, they'd be okay and i think look i think they'll get back to maybe a little so- maybe a little bit of normalcy next year. Are they moving to a new building next year too? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I think, I think they're all good. And, you know, well, you know, speaking of the devils, they had, they had a tough trip out West this, this week. I mean, they, I mean, barring not, not withstanding last night or even tonight. Um, they had a tough trip out, uh, out West. It, but it, it really wasn't as bad as you think. Right. So let's just talk about Calgary and Edmonton. Those are the, the, the last two games. They lost six to three in both games. In each games, they had a span of just under four minutes where they gave up three goals. So if you, you know, that's an aberration. That's fluky. For that to happen twice in two games is fluky. So if you take that out, they're, you know, three, three games. So they played both games. They didn't play bad in both games. They just had a period of four minutes in each where they shit the bed. That bad goaltending. There was a couple of goals that he would want back, but he is an NHL goalie. So fuck Steve Valiquet. I was being more of a dick. Successfully doing it. (laughs) Uh, Which brought us to last night's win, which again was a very weird game. You go down two nothing against the you know one of the best teams in the league against the best goalie in the league you don't expect to come back from that game but five goals in the second period and you win seven to four i I don't know how it happened because i gave up on i turned it off after the first period 
And even when they put up five in the second period, I didn't go back and turn it back on. I just said, they're doing well without me tonight. Have at it. Hughes scored two goals, points number 100 and 101 in his very young NHL career. He's up to 21 goals and 28 assists on the season in the 43 games he's played. So how's that contract next year looking? Tom. What? Any input? How's that contract looking now? For what? For Hughes. $8 million for the next eight years or whatever it was, $9 million. How's it looking? All right, let, let's see what he does next year. Okay. So you're still he's not. Having, look, he's having an okay year this year. An okay year. Yeah, for him. 49 points in 43 games is an okay year. Write that down, people. For him. Just an okay year. Let's let's see what he does next year. And they followed the, the – go ahead. For the record, I think it's a good deal. I think he's – I think it's going to be a deal that people I think will start to, to call. Anybody with a, any with a, anybody with half a brain – He's going to think it's a good shut up, Nick. No, no one asked you. Uh, Um, And then they followed it up, you know, tonight with the Jekyll and Hyde performance where they gave up two shorthanded goals against and lose to the Maple Leafs. So again, this whole trend of, you know, win one, lose one, win one, lose two, win three, lose one. It's just back and forth. They, they have not had a spell longer than a three games where they won or lost in a row three games they only on three different occasions they've won or lost more than three without those three losing streaks that they had they're again right in the thick of things playoff wise and it's all on the goaltending so let's see what hammond does when he comes in hamburger and we guess that for Billy. <clears throat> um, Bill, it, it does seem like the Penguins are hitting their stride, man. They're just a uh, – they don't lose. They It seems like every night, you know, they'll, they'll throw the occasional 6 nothing loss to the Devils in there, but it just seems like every night they're getting points. Like tonight, they were down 3-2 late in the third period. Bang, they score a power play goal. Get a, at least a point out of the game. I don't know what they're doing now. What happened? Did they, did they win? Lost, lost in the shootout. Good, fuck them. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was that was uh, since we met last Wednesday. Three wins uh, in St. Louis, and then in Arizona, and then at home against Columbus. Uh, St. Louis was a was a shootout win. They're they're not very good at shootouts. Um, and and I was going to go talk today about how shitty Jake Gensel is. Get Jake Gensel. He's just awful. And they keep carting him out as the first shooter every fucking shootout. And it's a disaster. Um, He was like one for eight after the St. Louis game. The St. Louis game, they actually won in that shootout. It it went enough rounds where uh, they eventually brought in Brian Rust, who who scored uh, the game winner in the shootout. And and that that made him five for five in his career. So I'm thinking like, I mean, is this just, this seems too obvious. Like, Rust is a hot shootout guy. Gensel can't do anything on a shootout. Why isn't Rust in the rotation? Because Rust went like fifth or something in the shootout in St. Louis. So then tonight in Buffalo, they, they put Rust out there first. He doesn't score uh, as the first uh, shootout guy for the Penguins. And Crosby doesn't score, and then it was over. Um, so shootouts, I, I don't like shootouts anyway. Don't like overtime. I'm just a miserable curmudgeon with all this shit anyhow. Uh, but yeah, they got the point in Buffalo. Um, 
Hey, you know, second of back-to-back nights. You'd like to, you'd like to beat Buffalo, but you know, they're they're not they're not the pushovers that they've that they have been. Not every night, anyway. Some nights they're just a disaster. Um, you know, when, when they're at their best, they're they're a formidable team. Um, so, outside of that, the Penguins didn't make the trade this week. They picked up uh, Ricard Raquel, who took Radim Zahorner's number sixty-seven, took it right off his back. I mean, what were the odds that you're running around with a number 67 and they trade for a veteran player and you got to give up your number 67? Only if they brought in Benoit Puglio. Just not a common one. Yeah, so uh, Zahorna went to number 63. Um, And, you know, Zahorna's play, I think, is one of the reasons why. Where's he from, Billy, by the way? Where's he from? Uh, Well, he played in the Czech Republic. He played in Brno. Yeah, I heard it. but again, you know, I think I, I think the, the Penguins have a comfort level with his level of play, you know, uh, Zahorna, and so that's one of the reasons why they brought in Raquel uh, to be a third or second line guy, and they sent two the other way with um, Zach Aston Reese and Dominic Simone, who were who were regular players, but um, you know, not really big impact guys, not hard to replace. The uh, the only thing that is interesting to see uh, the Penguins approach in replacing is uh, Zach Aston Reese and his penalty killing. Not that he was a great penalty killer. He was pretty average. But uh, they, they've had Brian Rust on the penalty kill the last uh, few days since the departure of Zach Aston Reese. And I, I find that very concerning because uh, that was one of the things Rust did when he broke into the league to kind of get into the Penguins lineup and stick there was be a, a, a penalty killer. And he's a fantastic penalty killer. There's no two ways about it. But he's also the kind of guy would go stick the palm of his hand in front of a Zidane Chara slap shot to block it in, in a three to one in a game where they're up three to one uh, with like four minutes left. He, he doesn't have like that off switch of self-preservation when it, when it makes sense, you know, um, him on a penalty kill concerns me because, because uh, that, that brings me back to his days of being very injury prone. They desperately need him to stay in the lineup. Um, but yeah, the, the Penguins are, uh, the standings are, are now, uh, three points ahead of the Rangers with Rangers do have that game in hand. Um, but, but this is the first time since like early February that more than two points has, has separated the Rangers and the Penguins in the standings. It's been a dog fight. Um, yeah, now that's why I was saying, I know Tom, I, I sent a text. I don't know how you took it when, when I was, Saying that, oh my God, is somebody ever going to beat the Rangers last night when the Rangers were up two nothing on the Devils? Right on fucking <laughs> bang, Devils score a goal. Right on fucking cue. <laughs> Literally wanted to throw my phone. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry about that one. No, but, you're uh, not, Dick. <laughs> I don't have that power to give them the evil eye. So what happened with them this week? <laughs> so listen, it 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 was a roller coaster of. Uh, of emotions, uh, the roller coasters of games and, and just everything, but you know, they got some games coming up, um, that are really going to define some things. And in th- within the next week, they play the Penguins twice home and home and away Rangers, their last 18 games have 12 home games and six road games. And the furthest road game is going to be, uh, March 30th in Detroit. And they don't have another one outside of, you know, the New York metro area until they got to play Boston, like the fourth, the last game of the season. So home is going to be where the heart is for the Rangers. And they're 
you know, they're 26 and three at home. They're also 20, 13 and two. Only one of two teams in the NHL right now with 20 wins at home and 20 wins on the road. The other one is the Colorado Avalanche. How's that for show prep, Ryan? Fuck you. So this week they had four games. <laughs> <laughs> they have four games. Uh, the first one was against the the Icelanders, and and look, Nick Nick said it right. It was Sorokin. Um, it was Aaron Sorokin versus uh, Igor Shosturkin, and, and it was a good game. Uh, un, it, unfortunately, it ended the way it did. Um, but you know that's the, that that's the breaks you get sometimes because you know what? Later on this week when they played the Canes, they really shouldn't have won that game. Um, the Rangers, uh, they listen, this was the problem. They outshot the Islanders 30 to 28. They won more faceoffs, 58% to 42%. Uh, and look, it was a pretty even game. It was a great game. Anytime you, the Rangers play the Icelanders, they play the devils, you know, you could throw the record books out the windows, even going back in, in the day, but Kreider continued his hot streak. Another power play goal is 40th of the season. And, uh, he is, uh, certainly on a quest for 50 and i promise you ranger fans for anybody who's listening i promise you this panarin will score goals again i promise um he has had a really tough time this year scoring goals against whoever is in net he's getting his assists he's getting his points but his 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 goal scoring has certainly gone down this year and it's even you know even with ryan strom is is uh is uh, scoring has gone down as well. So they went over to Tampa, which was the 8 p.m. ESPN game on Saturday night. And can ESPN please stop it with this fucking camera angle that floats above the zone. And it's just the worst thing ever. You can't see shit. Stop it. Stop it. (laughs) So like the Rangers got outshot early and often, um, you know, they lost a lot of draws and Igor was really, really good. And that's their blueprint. That's been their blueprint. You know, the Brayden point goal. Look, Shesterkin sat on the puck. Should the whistle have blown? Maybe. Nine times out of ten, the referees typically blow that whistle. Um, the point squeezed it through Shesterkin. Uh, the puck was kind of laying between his pad. Point poked at the puck or or even got his pad and the puck went into the net, but you know, it was a goal nonetheless. And that's, you know, where I, where I said earlier about the, about the consistency with the, with the, uh, with the officiating, you just don't know what you're going to get night in and night out, which makes it so hard. Um, and, you know, even on the Truba goal, the Truba goal, you know, Hunt was in, in net real close to Vasilevsky and Cooper decides to challenge. You can tell that wasn't going to be overturned. Because Hunt really had no effect on Vasilevsky's positioning or his ability to play the puck. I really didn't understand the challenge. Uh, it wasn't overturned, and it led to another Ranger power play, which was fucking dismal all night. And I destroyed them all night on Twitter. And wouldn't you know it, at 1944 of the third period, Mika Zibanejad scored a power play goal with one second left on the power play to give the Rangers a, a, a really good 2-1 win. Igor was solid in net Tampa was 56% on faceoffs, by the way, and outshot the Rangers 29, 27. There you go. There's your recipe. They played the next night in Carolina, which I don't know a little unfair. Um, you play an eight o'clock, you play an eight o'clock game. Then you got to get on a plane, go to Carolina and then play two hours earlier in the same time zone. Eh, okay, fine. Whatever. The Rangers got shellacked in every way, shape and form in that game, except for, Goals scored and goals against. 
It's the only thing that they won all night. Um, and the Rangers got outplayed in every facet of the game. They had 10 shots through the first two periods. 10 shot, 10. They had eight shots in, in the final period. Uh, Canes were 55% on draws and outshot the Rangers 44 to 18. There's a couple of shifts by Ryan Reeves that really changed the tempo of periods. Um, one early on on the four check and another one um, later on in the in the third period to really kind of energize the rangers a little bit and get them going um georgiev was georgie was good early and often uh, all throughout that game there was that play where the puck went behind the net it was loose the referee thought that the that anderson was on the puck he wasn't he got the puck went around and scored but the goal was waved up waved off because the the ref thought that the that the uh, the goaltender had covered it where it was clearly loose, and the ref was right on top of the play, which is fucking just mind boggling to me that all these things with the refs. And again, it 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 furthers the discussion about how inconsistent they have been. Um, but in the game, Kreider did get his forty first, uh, certainly on a mission of fifty, and uh, Frank the Tank hit the empty net with the uh with the empty net goal to, to ice it it was a game the rangers shouldn't have won but georgie played his ass off and kudos to him and then you had last night you have to you make all those trades at the trade deadline and you say okay you're feeling really good about yourself you're you know the rangers won the trade deadline or was one of the top three teams that that really impacted their their team and yeah they absolutely did on paper they were great but you know, they play the first period. They played a, a tremendous first period. Igor was good. And they, they really, really looked like they put the clamps on the Devils. And it really looked like they were a different team with all these NHL caliber players that they had now in the bottom six. And they stopped playing. Look, you got to give credit and kudos to New Jersey Devils for not playing and playing hard all fucking night. But the Rangers, I don't know. They, they never came out for the second period. They, they, they thought they were going to coast through that game. You know, they had beaten the Devils eight straight times, right, at the Rock. Yeah. But, you know, kudos to the Devils for not giving up and playing hard all night, and the Rangers just didn't. So we're going to see what happens. Uh, they were off today, which is puzzling to me, why they were off on Monday. They had a game last night. You hit practice today and tomorrow and get ready for the fucking Pittsburgh game. But, listen, I'm not the coach. Um, <clears throat> but they played. You're the not? Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm not. Um, they wow. play the play the Penguins on Friday evening at 7 p.m. Then they My got a uh, this podcast is completely different now. <laughs> and they, got, <laughs> they got Buffalo on Sunday at five o'clock. I, I what's what's with these weird fucking times? Uh, and then they got back to back road games in Pittsburgh and Detroit next week to finish out uh, March. So it's these games next week with Pittsburgh um, really are going to decide home ice advantage in the first round. Cause I don't think either one of them are going to catch Carolina and I don't necessarily think Washington's going to catch either one of them. So these two games right here are for home ice advantage in that first round and we'll see who gets it. And listen, Billy, if you're the Penguins, you want to play on the road. They certainly have a better, they, they seem like they're a better road team. It, it makes you, I mean, you never want to be the road team. You always, I, I think you always want home ice advantage no matter what is game seven. I mean, do you really want to be, on the road or at home. I mean, no matter what, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it does make you feel better about that prospect when they have played so well on the road that, you know, it doesn't, you know, it's like, yeah, okay. I guess we'll go, I guess we'll go that way. If it, if it doesn't happen. 
It doesn't yeah, look, the, the last game they, they played what two uh, it was two one in, uh, uh, in favor of the Penguins. And uh, listen, these games are going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait for them this week. Really can't. Yeah. And now it's time for trivia with Bill. Yeah. Now this is the wrong Bill. Yeah, so we're going to fit this right in here because I think we're on good track to do that 45-minute thing. Yeah, we're <laughs> very, real close. Real close, yep. About to hit it. Damn near broke that shit off. We talked about it. <laughs> Who was the first player to win the Kelly Cup, ECHL, the Calder Cup, AHL, and the Stanley Cup, NHL? ECHL. Hmm. All three. And the, the Calder. Cup, is that Irish? Is that hmm. the luck of the Irish? Kevin Dean. Uh, no. Multiple choice. Will this be a, a recent player in the last 20 years? I'm going to say yes. Okay. Fuck. I know this too. I can't just. I just Wayne can't Gretzky. Uh, no. No, Wayne Gretzky didn't play in the ECHL. Probably not the AHL either. Um, I'm going to guess. I don't think. I don't think. I think he played in the other. I think he played in the O. Corey Perry. Uh, Corey Perry. Was it Martin St. Louis? No, not your Walmart friend. ECHL. Yeah, I don't think he ever did that. And AHL. Anson Carter. <laughs> not Anson Carter. Was Mike Greer. No, no. AJ Greer, right? Pam Greer. Isn't there? Greer? <laughs> Jackie Brand. Yeah, I, I got to go multiple choice. Gordy Howe? That uh, was not Gordy House. So the multiple choice uh, is A, Evgeny Kuznetsov, B, Brett Connolly, C, J, Beagle, or D, T.J. Oshie. Uh, I like J. Beagle, I think. I'm going to go J. I'm going J. Beagle. What, you, you said that, yes. And I said I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to say J. Beagle. The answer that is That was C, option J. C. Beagle. Yeah, J. Beagle. That's what I'm saying. That is correct. Oh, nice. That is correct. Wow. Nice. Look at me. Look at me go. I think I'm like three for three. Pretty good, man. Jay Beagle. Beagle. Damn. Mm-hmm. I was thinking Calder as in the fucking the rookie of the year. I'm like, fucking. Uh, oh, no. no. Calder oh, Cup, fuck. not the Calder oh, Cup. Idiot. I was like an idiot. Right. Uh, yes, you are. Why don't you just go cook your, your Frosted Flakes some more? <laughs> wow cornflakes i'm sorry <laughs> fantastic wow good job stupid um all right uh since we already met Rhonda, let's go to this date and steve's stomach oh that feels better this one brings us to the year of our lord 2021 which for those of you keeping track at home is last year yeah Please go to October 13th. October 13th of 2021. October 13th. October 13th. Yeah. Yep. Was a Wednesday. Breakfast was a Belvita snack pack and Coke Zero can. Good Lord. Belvita. How do you eat cheese for breakfast? No, no. Bel, not Velveeta, you dumb shit. Belvita. <laughs> dumb motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, B, 
because I was working from home, I had a homemade burger for lunch and a Ooh. can of Coca-Cola Zero. Is that a sirloin burger? Yeah, of course. Oh, delicious. And dinner was uh, delicious chicken and waffles with a homemade, homemade chicken and waffles with a can of Coca-Cola. And uh, wrapped that up with some little ice cream from Halo Farms and Ooh. recorded this podcast on my very new Apple MacBook Air laptop, which arrived Wednesday, October 13th, 2021. Wow. Wow. What a banner day. Big day. Wow. Big day. Big day. Big day. Why did you pick October 13th, 2021? Because that was the day. I got a new laptop. At 90 years old, or should I say 90 years young, get a life, will you? Our own William Shatner got sent into space on Blue Origin Ooh. as the oldest person to ever go into space. And that's what happened October 13th, 20. Barely went into space on a big penis rocket. Got okay. it. I fucking I hate Star Trek too. I really scraping the bottom of the barrel with these events now. You, you got to come about? up big next week. I need you to come up big. That was important. That was bullshit. I need you, I need something. You're better than that. You don't think William Shatner Tom, going to space is huge news? Tom, you're better than that. There's something in the wing. Something. <laughs> That's quite the... The only funny thing Shatner ever did was the Saturday Night Live bit about the, the Star Trek convention. Saturday Night Live sucks. It's the only good thing he ever did. He was on Saturday Night Live. I got to look up that bit. Yeah, just, just go watch um, Galaxy Quest. It's a better version of Star, Star Trek. Or don't. The Have or... you ever seen Galaxy Quest? Right. No. I can, Do you know I what I'm talking about? An hour and a half of my life. I spent yeah. uh, Galaxy Quest. Yeah. It's good. Did, I, wasn't like I would I was... rather listen to Billy's music than watch that. Really? Oh. It's yeah. a comedy. <laughs> I mean, it's just, you're it's, it's just a total spoof on Star Trek. It's just, yeah, but it's an amazing spoof. And it's, yeah, but did, did you have to watch great. Star Trek to understand it? No, zero. No. It just, right. it makes, it's, it's, it's great. Come on, Alan Rickman. All right. All right. I'll, I'll, I, will, I will definitely watch Galaxy Quest before the other guys. No problem. You should. We'll enjoy it. Such a good movie. You're missing out. You're, you're just hurting yourself, man. You're just hurting yourself. All right, that's going to do it for our four-hour podcast tonight. Do we have uh, a new outro? I do. I, I, I have written everything oh my down. God, it's, I, is it, it typed I, up? I, I, I typed it. Oh, yeah. I, I absolutely did. Show fucking prep, Brian. Show fucking prep, you cocksucker. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at friends underscore rivals. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We will read them on the air if you want us to. Turn on notifications so you never miss an episode of the Friends and Rivals podcast. Billy. Say something, Woody. Apparently, today, I need to address the fucking allegations that I fucking curse too goddamn fucking much in today's fucking podcast. I don't know what the fuck I, you want me to do. I mean, we talk about the fucking Flyers. You can't really fuck talk the about flyers. the Flyers without fucking cursing, because fuck the Flyers. Fuck the Flyers. And I mean, I live in New Jersey where there's shitty fucking people, and I, I just, this is just how I have to fucking talk sometimes. Just so that I don't fucking go punch somebody. This keeps me from being violent. Do you get it? So what the fuck? What the fuck you want me to do? Right. How's your how's your how's your internet and your cable provider? You like them? Fucking cable vision is such a piece of fucking shit. 
Oh my God. It was uh, all day today. I was on fucking jury duty, virtual jury duty, unstable connection, unstable connection. Fuck, I get it. Fucking unstable. What the fuck do you want me to goddamn do? Oh, it's goddamn disaster. Like, oh, oh, thanks for bringing that up. Wow. Yeah, could you stop That's... fucking cursing and sing us out, please? Oh, sorry, Ryan. Fuck, fuck, fuck.